Hey guys, I hope you all are doing well. We're going to continue our study in John, the 17th chapter. As we talked about, it's Jesus's prayer, and it is the greatest prayer ever prayed in the Bible. Last week, we learned that he prayed for the moment as he was getting ready to go to the cross, and he asked God to glorify him. As the Bible said, he looked up towards heaven and asked to be glorified that he may also be able to be glorified to give it right back to God. And so today we're going to be looking at how he prayed for the disciples. And then we will get to the day after that, how he prayed for all believers. That includes us. So let's get into it. Let's look at verse three before we get into Jesus's prayer for the disciples, because he he begins to enter into this concept, uh, this first concept he's going to introduce on eternal life. He says in verse three, now this is eternal life, as he's still praying, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So eternal life is just not living forever because people who are not going to heaven uh, are going to live forever. But it's the quality of it. It's it's eternal life of knowing him and uh, with the peacefulness and the blessedness and getting a chance to experience God. And that's not so for people that are not going. But he says this is that to know uh, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he sent, period. So if you don't want to know Jesus, guess what? You you don't want to know God because the two are one. And there is no going to God without going through the Father. So this is Jesus' prayer as he's praying, getting ready for the cross. And he gives us this first concept of what eternal life is. Then he picks up in verse six and he starts to pray for the disciples. And I want to read this uh, because it is just powerful. He says, I have revealed you to those you have gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them your word You gave me and they accepted it. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. Oh, my goodness. Let me just pause for a second before I go to uh, verse nine. It is something about when when the word has been spoken to us. We know without a shadow of a doubt that what Jesus is saying is true. I know and I know you listen to me. There is no turning back your full steam ahead. And he is actually saying this. That they knew with they knew with certainty that I came from you and they believe that you sent me. Oh, my goodness. I think if you were to pause and think about all of our conversions or when we met Jesus, whether you were at church, where you uh, whether you were just hung out at some nightclub, whether you was in your car, whether you was in a park, whether you was in a hotel, wherever you were at, you know, for certainty uh, when the word came to you and you believe that this Jesus to Christ has saved your life. And I just love that. I almost want to just underline and circle that word. We know we're certainly with certainty. But look at verse nine. He says, he's talking to God. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. Oh, my goodness, Jesus. Thank you for they are yours. I got to pause. I'm sorry. I got to pause again because here Jesus is introduced. He's introducing to us to this whole concept of interceding for us. 
And that didn't just uh, that didn't stop. He's interceding for us right now. So as he's praying for them, he's like, I'm not praying for the world, but I'm praying for those you have given me because they are yours. Verse 10. All I have is yours and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. Them who? The disciples. As we go out to do what the Lord is uh, telling us to do and we're obedient. I covered that last week. We are able to bring God glory. And as the disciples were going out, they were doing their only purpose they had was to give God glory. He says in verse 11, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me so they may know so they may be as one as we are one again. I'm going to keep going because this is this is just a blessing. Uh, Something about that name. He says, verse 12, while I was with them, I protect them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None have been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. There is something about his name. Do not let anybody tell you that there's nothing about his name. There is something about his name. There's power in his name. Uh, The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of his name. Um, It's something about Jesus. And when folks are trying to uh, reduce him down to just being a good man or a prophet who did one just did some really good things and he healed a couple people, but don't want to ascribe to him being savior of the world. No, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. There's something about his name. I know we sing a song uh, at church sometimes uh, uh, about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is something about his name. And I believe there's healing in his name. There's all type of power. There's strength. There's encouragement. It's all in his name. I just believe that. And if you think about this, you know, there was a book I was reading. It was a while ago, and it was entitled What's in a Name? Everything. A name reveals your character. It 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 reveals your essence of who you are. So when we say Jesus, and I know that, well, just the, just the saying that name, that means a lot for everyone who's listening. For me, I go back to when he saved me. I go back to when he's protected me. I go back from when he has opened some impossible doors that I thought couldn't be open. Uh, I, I go back to being a friend uh, to me. I go back being uh, a person who... Um, has walked with me, who has kept me um, comforted. Uh, when my head was downcast, when I felt like, well, when I not felt like, when I did cry, who was there to pick you up? Who was there to watch? There is something about his name. And it's interesting that even Jesus is saying this, that I kept them safe by that name you gave me, Savior, Protector, uh, Lord. Um, I don't know. That's just... I can keep going, but let's go to verse 13 and hopefully that blesses you. Go back and read that because I probably could just stay there the whole time. But he says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. That's another blessing right there. I have given them your word and the world has hated them. Ain't that the truth? For they are not of this world any more than I am of this world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, 
but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself. Oh, my goodness. That they, too, may be truly sanctified. Let me stop because we're going to pray in just a second. Please go back and read this, uh, saints. Jesus pretty much is saying, I sanctified myself. I set myself apart so they can actually see the model that I'm giving them. So they, too, can be truly sanctified, set apart for the work of God. And I hope you 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 see this because um, we should be praying for one another. If Jesus is praying for those who are close to him, we have an obligation to pray for those who are close to us that we see every single day, whether it's at work, whether it's in our home, whether it's in our bloodline and whether they're in our bloodline or not. There are still believers around the world that we should be praying for. So I want to encourage you uh, as you read John, the six, uh, six, seven, 17, verse six down to verse 19. And we should be praying. So I want to pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for pausing and giving us this model, sanctifying yourself so that uh, we may be sanctified to be set apart. Uh, Father, we pray for those that are close to us. We pray for our family members. We pray for the world, other believers around the world. Uh, God, I'm, I want to just echo your words. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And we need to be protected from the, from the evil one, the schemes and the traps and everything that the evil one wants to do to get us off track, to be running down a different course and a different, uh, a different lane. But Lord, we want to stay in the lane you have given us. Um, so we just ask that what we do, it may continue to bring you glory. Bless all my friends uh, that are preaching, that are teaching, those that are serving at their church, God. Have them to continue to keep running. They're doing the right things. I pray for every single person that has an opportunity to listen to this, God. I pray that you just bless them, that they may be able to be an encouragement to others and continue to live a lifestyle that represents you, that your name may be glorified, Lord. This is my prayer. I ask in the name of Christ. Amen.